What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today, we've got Rob Cressy, and we dive into a lot of things like 75 hard, uh, not affirmations, but declarations, and so much more. I think you're going to love this episode. Let's drop in and see what Rob has to say. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of the Guyao Now Show. I'm your host, Bob McIntosh, and today I'm joined by a fellow, uh, a fellow Ob. Uh, he's got Rob, I got Bob, but close enough. And uh, I'm excited, actually. Um, so one of Rob's team members reached out to me and uh, shared some of his information, and I started reading through, and I was like, man, uh, this seems like a pretty cool story that I want to share. And as always, if you've been listening for uh, any time, any length of time to my show, um, and if not, you're going to find out now. Uh, my whole goal of this is to bring you unique stories of people getting out of their own way and having some form of success. And as we go along that journey, um, it's been amazing to meet some really cool people uh, and and just really share their journeys. So I'm excited to have Rob on the show with us today. And I know for sure you're going to get a lot out of the show. So let's dive in and see what he's got to say. Uh, Rob, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. Bob, thank you for having me on. I'm really looking forward to jamming with you. Yeah, absolutely. So for those who don't know anything about you, uh, give us your, your high-level story. Like, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, so that we have some context. So uh, my name is Rob Cressy, and I am a coach. I'm a creator and an entrepreneur, and I help leaders, entrepreneurs, and creators do, do great things, uh, fulfill their business and personal potential, become better leaders, and ultimately love what they do in life. For me, my purpose is to be a positive force for good that leads others to what's possible. So everything that you're about to hear, the origin comes from me living by design, not by default, designing the world and life that I wanted to create for myself, making it happen, and then through creating those possibilities for myself, I am able to help others on their journey. And, and I think that's, that's amazing. And I think that's something a lot of people don't spend a lot of time to is I like your phrasing designing, you know, their life. A lot of people just kind of like flow through life with whatever's coming at them instead of saying, this is really what I want it to look like. This is what I want to happen. This is what I want for myself, for my family, for my kids, my spouse, my whatever. Um, and I think that's, so that's a, a, an awesome way to look at it. So I know before we started the show, you kind of said, Hey, there's, there's a couple of moments that for sure, you know, you've gotten out of your own way. And one of them was in your entrepreneurial journey. I guess let's start there and say, all right, tell us a little bit more about, about that. And I'm sure I'll have some questions as we go through. Yeah. So over a decade ago, I quit my digital advertising sales job to go all in at living my dreams of working in sports, being a creator and being a full-time entrepreneur. And I was making great money doing digital advertising sales, but I did not wake up every day looking forward to slinging banner ads and text links. And I sat there and I was like, I would regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't give it a shot at making my dreams happen. So I cut the cord and went down to $0 overnight. And upon that realization, you sit there and you're like, wow, I have no revenue coming in. I am brand new to this market. I have no assets. No one knows me. All I have is this dream. So what do you do in that place? Well, I audited the success habits of the most successful people in the world, the people I aspired to be like and do things like. I'm like, all right, what are the habits, routines, mindsets, ways of being, the actions that they are taking? Because success leaves breadcrumbs. If it works for them, hey, maybe I'll try it on for size for myself. And in the process, 
there's something that I learned which is absolutely foundational and is a game changer for my life and everything that you're about to hear. And I learned that there's two things that can never be taken from you. Number one, it is what you learn. So as I'm on this entrepreneurial journey at the very beginning, I'm like, all right, I know this is gonna be a roller coaster and I don't know when revenue is gonna come in, but I can't allow that to be the only metric of success. So mm -hmm. I know by design, if I invest in my personal development in what I learn, no one can ever take that from me. So I will continually be building myself in getting better every single day. And then number two is mindset. I also knew that once I started having uh, this, this growth mindset of learn and get better and get better, I was like, well, crap, no one ever can take away my attitude and my way of being and how I'm showing up every single day. And this ended up becoming the gift that kept on giving because once I understood, well, if I'm always developing myself every single day and I'm building my mindset at the same time, I became this exponential growth engine where as I'm getting better at business, everything is just starting to multiply itself and fast forward 10 plus years later to who I am now and I'm a master creator, I am the ultimate coach, I am someone who lives and loves the world of personal growth and development. And I share this because, Bob, I know your show is a lot about change and what gets someone to change. The person I am right now is a different human than I was a decade ago. I used to be the live hard, play hard ad sales guy where I'm living for the weekend. I'm Peter from Office Space. I don't love my <laughs> job, but I'm doing it. And boom, the second I leave, I'm going and doing something else. So it brings us back to the top of living by design. All of a sudden, I gave myself the freedom to live by design. And the change was, I am no longer living that old life. So what do I need to do now to make my dreams happen? And that change has changed my entire life and perspective. That's awesome. So I want to go back to something you said. So you've said the two things, developing yourself and your mindset. What do you think are the two major components? You know, was it was it a book that really spawned your, okay, I need to dive deeper in here? Was there uh, someone that you listened to? Tell me more about that. So it's not a book. It is a habit of reading. And of okay, course, perfect. I can give you a, a plethora of books. Just a, I have a library of 300 plus of them. So it's like when I was auditing the success habits of the most successful people, Bob, here's what I was hearing. The average CEO reads 60 books a year. And I'm like, crap, I'm reading zero. Think I might <laughs> want to get on this. So there's some foundational principles that have evolved for me. So would you agree that if something is important enough, you will always find time to make it happen? If it is 100%. that important. Okay, yep, cool. Absolutely. These CEOs are reading. I'm not reading. I got to make this important. So, so many people create the excuse for why they don't have time to read. You know what? I just don't got time. I got so much going on. I got friends and family and sports and insert whatever excuse that you want. So I'm like, all right, when is there always time so that there is no excuse for me to never read? You know the answer to that? First thing in the morning. If it's, if it's important enough, I'll find time to do it. So what I ended up doing was creating a reading habit of the very first thing that I do every single day for the last decade is read for 30 minutes. 
all of a sudden I became Neo in the Matrix where I could learn anything that I wanted. So it started with one book, whether it's Think and Grow Rich or Robert Kiyosaki. And then all of a sudden you just uh, use your sensory acuity and you notice that someone drops somebody else's name of a podcast or a book. And all of a sudden I'm led to uh, Grant Cardone or Gary Vaynerchuk or Ed Milet or Jesse Itzler or Andy Frisella. And now I'm just spider webbing my way and here comes Richard Branson. And I'm like, can you guys believe all these amazing people that are out there doing amazing things and we can learn from all of them. And from that moment, my entire life changed. And someone once said to me, Rob, if you ever hope to get paid to do what you love, you better be doing it already. So combine me having this thirst for learning with saying, what do I want to get paid to do? And that's how I got to where I am now. And, and, and I love that. I, I, I remember when I, um, I, I mean, I've always read a fair amount, but I remember when I started 75 hard and I was doing that and it's just 10 pages. That's all he asks you to do is, is 10 pages in, in that program. Right. And then all of a sudden you start looking back and I, I never really like focused on how much I had read before, but now that I was like, you know, having to keep track of it, I was like, man, like, it's amazing that if you just consistently give some time to it, how many book, how many more books you'll, you'll finish in a year than if you just said, Oh yeah, I'm going to read something. Well, yeah, and I think what a lot of people overlook are two things. One, the power of consistency. So if you want an amazing book on this, read The Power of Consistency by Weldon Long, one of the best books I've ever read. It's about most people just aren't consistent enough at staying with their dreams, that we spend more time searching for what we're gonna watch on Netflix than we do programming ourselves saying, what's my dream, what's my dream, how am I getting there, keeping it front of mind. And with that uh, consistency, a lot of people overlook long-term compounding interest. 30 minutes a day or 10 pages a day, whatever, that might take you 10 minutes or 30 minutes, but do it every single day for a week for a month, for a year, for 10 years, and all of a sudden, complete game changer. Yeah, and I, I think that's a huge point. People are just not consistent enough. And I'll, I'll include myself in that in, in certain cases, right? Like there's some things I am, there's some things I'm not, but um, it's amazing that when you take the time to actually um, set out a plan to be consistent, how much more consistent you can actually be in, in that. I remember one of, the, one of the interesting things, the first time I ever hired um, like a fitness coach, because um, I was like, hey, like, I, I just want to, I, I, I want a better plan of, of action than what I currently have. And uh, he said, look, focus on one single thing. Here's like the six things I want you to do every single, you know, every single day, but don't focus on six things, say one thing. And I was like, okay, water. He's like, he's like, I had to drink a gallon of water a day. I was like, all right. And this is even before 75 hard. And I was like, all right, I can do that. I can focus on doing that. Right. So I'd every, every night I'd set out, I have my, my bottle set. So I know exactly how much I'm going to consume. And um, it was amazing how, how much just focusing on that one single thing then spread into everything else that you do because it's like, all right, if I have the mental discipline for this one thing, I have it for everything. Bob, have you ever had anybody else on this show that has done 75 hard or the live hard program? Because the second that you said that I've completed 75 hard, all of a sudden I fell in love with Bob all over again <laughs> because I also completed 75 hard and kept the party going and did the entire live hard program. So in the event, that right, that's well, you, you got me beat there. I did not finish the entire live hard. I, I did the 75 days and then I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't done the rest of it, but either, either way, uh, I, I'm sure you're going to say this, but 
I could not recommend 75 hard enough. It absolutely was a game changer for my life. If you want to learn how to change yourself, how to be consistent, how to have mental discipline, how to silence your bitch voice and live in action, it is literally the greatest skills development program known to man. And Bob, speaking of change moments, so I think what's interesting is to go, what was the thing that made us want to do 75 hard? And I'm part of uh, Andy's Arte Syndicate Entrepreneur Group. And because of that, uh, I listen to his podcast. I'm on calls with him on a regular basis. And he comes out with the 75 hard program on the podcast. And I listen to it. And I'm living in Chicago at the time. And it's about to be summertime Chicago on the horizon. Cubs games, street festivals, Lollapalooza, <laughs> boat parties. All the reasons not to. All the, all the reasons not to. So I believe Andy starts this in like March. And I see a bunch of people in Arte doing it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not interested in doing it. Like I get it. I'm about this life. Just not interested. So it is maybe a month or two later and I'm sitting on a uh, Siesta Key Beach in Sarasota and I'm listening to the 75 Hard podcast for a second time from Andy. And he said something that I just couldn't get out of my brain. And he said, 75 days is a small price to pay to become the best version of yourself. If you go all in on this program, it'll change your life. Me, I'm an entrepreneur who is all in on my dreams in my life. And I sat there and I thought to myself and I was like, Rob, how can you say you are all in on your dreams <laughs> of being an entrepreneur and you are willing to do whatever it takes to succeed? And here is this thing from one of your mentors that guarantees you will be the best version of yourself. You're telling me you're not going to do it. And I was like, shit. <laughs> and I sat there and here comes all of the excuses for why I did not want to do it. Uh, you know, what was actually the most, I was most concerned about the gallon of water. I was like, that seems like an insane amount of water. I don't drink a gallon of water. So I sat there and for the reason that I did not want to do it, I saw the weakness in myself that said, you don't want to do this thing and you're all in. Well, I am going to do it for that reason. So to think that people go into this program thinking that you're like the rock or He-Man or something, uh-uh. I walked into this program, <laughs> bitch voice screaming left and right. A hundred percent. So I, I specifically remember uh, a couple of people that I knew had started it. And I was like, looking at this, I was like, you're all freaking crazy. Why would you do that? That's just whatever. And then someone finally, uh, one of my good friends, he listens to Andy pretty, pretty uh, religiously. And he sent me the episode. He's like, yo, you've got to listen to this. So uh, finally I listened to it. And I remember this is, so I, I did 75 hard last year. And I remember um, thinking to myself, no, no, no. And then almost like almost the same exact conversation, which is like, what, like, look at where you're at. Look at what's going on in your life right now. This is the, the accumulation of everything that you've done for the last three, four, five, ten 10 years of your journey. Um, if you're not going to do this now. And I was like, if it was like, if you're never going to do it, if you're not going to do it now in the middle of a, of a pandemic, when there's nothing else to do, right. There's, there's no, there's no Cubs games. I, for, ironically, I was in Chicago when I started it. Um, Cause I was, well, I say homeless, but I was just nomadic for uh, about 14 months. And I was living in Chicago at the time. Cause my sister lived there and she's like, yeah, why don't you stay for a little bit? So I was like, okay. So it's funny, but yeah, I was like, there's, 
There's no, there's no, you know, boat and air show. There's no, you know, none of, none of this stuff is happening. So it's like, all right, well, if you can't do it now when there's nothing happening anyways, when are you ever going to do it? And so I did. Uh, and I, but I, the, the funniest thing happened and I would be curious for you if the same thing did, there was, I think two, maybe three days where I legitimately got really angry. Like, like F this, I'm not doing this anymore. This is stupid. Why did I even start this? I freaking hate this program. Like, and I, and I still push through, but I just, and then, cause I remember thinking to myself, I got to this point, I got, and I don't know, I couldn't even tell you why I was angry about it. And then at some point I sat there and I said, who the fuck cares if you're angry about it? Like you've already committed to do it. Just, just do it. So I'm getting like, did something like that happen for you when you made that commitment? Well, one, Bob, what you understood or learned right there is the power of not listening to your self-limiting voice. And Mm -hmm. as we sort of uh, relate this to the theme of your show and you're creating change, one of the biggest things that stop entrepreneurs from being great and fulfilling their potential, both on the business and the personal side, is the relationship they have with the voice in their head. What is the story that you're telling yourself? Is it good or is it bad? Or when you have something, your bitch voice that's making noise, are you listening to it or are you living in action? Because entrepreneurship is not a linear path. It is a series of nonstop obstacles. It's going up and down like this roller coaster. And having been in this for more than a decade, uh, there are going to be days when you're like, why am I doing this? Like nothing is working. Even we're not talking year one or two. We're talking <laughs> year 10 and 11. And one of my coaches told me, he's like, Rob, as you continue to grow, so does your potential. Because I had told him, I was like, I don't stop thinking about this. And I don't want that to always happen. And he's like, that's incorrect thinking. He's like, as, you're, as you grow, your capacity to grow grows and once i understood that i was like well wait a second i no longer have to have this adversarial relationship with my unrealized potential because by design i'm going to continue to get bigger so one of my goals is to speak on stage at a sold out arena and am i going to make myself feel bad that that hasn't happened today no this is part of the potential of getting to where i am so to answer your question I didn't have an angry moment where I wanted to give up because my contract with myself was when he said, if you go all in on this, in the words, all in, I guarantee you'll be the best version of yourself. So for me, I prioritized this over my business, over everything. The second I woke up to the second I went to bed, it was all about 75 hard. And it wasn't an anger, it was, overcoming and i remember there's two instances day 11 and day 25. day 11 we've just worked out twice a day for 45 minutes inside and outside and i am just beat i'm tired and i look and i'm like there's 64 more days and it it just (laughs) and and andy even says that he's like sometime between day 7 and 14 it's gonna get you and i sat there and i won't say it broke me but the weight of it and that's the word that i would describe it was like Mm -hmm. there was an anvil on my chest and i was like i don't know how i'm going to do 64 more days of this and then a light bulb moment happened and it was the realization in this is something for entrepreneurship as well because remember this is a skills development challenge is uh focus 
on the day and focus on the moment, the thing you need to do right now. So what was stopping me in the first 11 days is my lens was, I have 64 more days, I have 63 more days, I have 62 more days, oh my God, I'm, I'm tired, I'm sore, uh, I, have so, I, wanna eat, I wanna eat sweet foods, like all of these different things. Mm -hmm. But then when I said, well, wait a second, Every day is an opportunity for you to get better. Don't worry about the future days. Worry about this day right now. Concern yourself with this moment that's right there in front of you. Concern yourself with this 45-minute workout. Make it to the next song in your uh, headphones when you're working out. And all of a sudden, that weight was lifted off of me because I realized it is about the appreciation of the journey, not putting the flag in the mountaintop. And I had to learn that in my entrepreneurial journey. And of course, it took me time to learn that in 75 hard, but it is the exact same lesson and is philosophical to how I coach and how I believe in lifestyle by design. And I have a podcast called Best Year Ever, which is a show designed to inspire growth and impact so you can create your best year ever. So Bob, how do you create your best year ever? You have the best month ever, week ever, day ever, hour ever, moment ever and you realize this is a way of showing up it's a lifestyle it's a mindset it's a way of being and when you connect entrepreneurship in the way you do 75 hard in the vision for it all and the way you live your life once you understand that concept you can change anything you want at any time absolutely and it, and it gives you the power i always wonder how much of you know, I was thinking about this as I when I when I completed my 75 hard journey and I was kind of reflecting back on those last 75 days. And, you know, you think, hey, in comparison to the journey of entrepreneurship, this was nothing. This was easy. Right. Like it was a, it was a blip. Um, but I, I wonder how much of of this is, you know, the end goal, like, you know what you have to do. And that almost makes it harder in a way. Like for so like, when we think about entrepreneurship, right, we don't necessarily think we have this nebulous goal, like I want to achieve this, or I want to make this much money, or I want this kind of bit, but it, it's it's not like this defined, this is what's going to happen for the next X number of days to get there. And so it's easier for us to justify the time input. I wonder how much of us saying, oh, I, I can see it. Like you, you, you talked about that anvil. And I remember that moment, there was, yeah, I think it was like day 10 for me, somewhere, maybe, maybe 11. Um, and I'm sitting, uh, I'm sitting in a bathtub, uh, hot, hot bath full of Epsom salts. Cause someone had told me that's, that's going to help your muscles get, get better. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm so sore. Uh, and, and the same, and the same feeling. And I, I, and I remember thinking to myself, man, like, like you said, if I don't focus on, I've got 60 more days of this, I focus on, I just got to get, you know, I'm done for today. All I have to do is tomorrow. Um, and it's just that, that smaller, that smaller focus helps it become much more, uh, a much more. Uh, consumable challenge, I guess I'll say. Yeah. So Bob, you said something I completely agree on entrepreneurship. It's the moving of the constant goalpost. We knew what the goal was with 75 hard. So you could have an element of focus And one of the things that I've changed and evolved into as an entrepreneur and a creator and a coach is loving everything that I do. So I think the challenge that a lot of people have in entrepreneurship or change is the perspective that I don't love everything that I do from doing taxes to lead generation to maybe it's editing a podcast to uh, struggling to build a team or you've got a team and somebody's not showing up the way that it is. And if you can come from the perspective 
that you love everything that you do, or if something is not working for you, how can you add love to it until you do? Because the secret ingredient for entrepreneurship from a mindset standpoint is love. Because did I love slinging banner ads and text links? No, it was the opposite of what my dream was. So I went all in on my dreams for what I would love to do. So Bob, if you came from a position of love, you would no longer be concerned about what the goalpost is if every single day, every single moment, you're like, I love doing this, I love doing this, I love doing this, and this becomes a way of being and a perspective, and it's a way that you show up in the world, and it's a lens for entrepreneurship. So how are you training yourself to love those things that you don't, like, that you don't right now love doing? Are you, are you just like, repeating to yourself, I love doing this, or like what, what's been your process for, for creating that love in those things? And especially in tasks that are like either mundane or seem small or seem pointless at times. So number one, I don't have to do anything that I don't love. So if you start with that, if you're like, you don't have to do anything you don't love. All right, cool. So if it's mundane, pointless task, you say, okay, who is doing this? Is it me? Or am I delegating this to somebody else? Because if there's something that you don't do, the way that we grow as entrepreneurs is you delegate it out to somebody else because the best version of you and I, Bob, we do the things that we are best at. And of course, you have to learn this in entrepreneurship of doing a bunch of stuff you don't like until you realize, why don't you just do the things you like and delegate those other things? <laughs> so once you understand your ability to do that, or you say, what is my process? So oftentimes it's a lack of systems and processes or a lack of delegation. The second part of this, and I'll actually give an example of what's going on in real time with me. So I thought about this and with my uh, coaching for the last year, I've wanted to create a group coaching program as well as a weekly Q&A meets office hours meets creating session. Hey, show up with a call with Rob. We're all going to jam. We're going to have a good time about this. And it just wasn't happening. And I kept on judging myself over it. And one of the things that I speak out loud every single day is love what isn't until it is. So I thought about my group coaching program and I was like, all right, love what isn't until it is. What does that mean? Love put love towards the group coaching program that does not exist until it does exist. So now you can start to look at the things that you want to create in your business or in your life. And if you're not taking an action towards it, you say, all right, how do I add love to it? So all of a sudden I changed the relationship from Rob, you're not doing this to I am so excited to create this group coaching program and that love becomes the action for creating the thing. Does that make sense? It does. It does. It does. And so, so you're, you're, you're applying focus in a way, but you're applying a focus with, with that mentality of love. And I think that's a huge difference, right? People always talk about focus on the things you want, right? We talk about, you know, Tony Robbins talks about the reticulating or reticular activation system, whatever, whatever the heck it is. I can't never say the word, right? Um, you know, but, and you hear all the time, focus on the things that you want and you'll get there. But I think this is, this is an interesting perspective of we're focusing on it, but we're focusing on it with a very specific mindset of, of pouring love into it. And then that's a totally different feeling. Like for all of you listening or, or, or watching this, you know, think about the things that you focused on with the intent to pour love into them. And what's been the difference in those things versus the things you haven't. I think that's a huge, huge dif differentiation. So, and this is 
probably one of the biggest game changers that I'm about to share that was a game changer in my life from a change standpoint as an entrepreneur and in my entire life. It's all around what I'll call creating your being, who you are and how you show up every single day. Because Bob, you're right. You could sit there like a jackhammer and be like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And you're like, why am I not getting this? You're like, but I'm focused on it. You're like, I want it, I want it. And you're just putting so much power and so much pressure towards something. And we as entrepreneurs oftentimes fall into hustle culture mentality. If I don't have something, let me hustle a little bit more. And if I still don't have it, I'm not hustling enough. What am I not doing correct? Now I'm starting to judge the action that I take as if I am not enough of something. So entrepreneurs, myself included, for the longest time, we struggle from not enoughness and we also (laughs) should ourselves all over the place where you say, I should be doing this. So hustle culture meets jackhammer, meets not enoughness, means shooting all over ourselves. So now this is the state of being for how we're showing up every single day. Whoa, wait a second. Does that sound like the recipe for success? It does not to me. Or if I look at my own lifestyle design, that is not the way that I wanna show up every single moment, every single day and build my business. I wanna come from a place of love, creativity, flow, community, togetherness, abundance, helping others, removing the scarcity mindset. So what I learned is we can cultivate our being, how we show up every single day. So back to the book, The Power of Consistency from Weldon Long. So imagine if instead of us waking up and the first thing we do is open up our phone and check our email and then jump on social media and then we turn on the news and all of a sudden the world is just like just throwing stuff at you. Now you're on somebody else's agenda. What if instead you said, first hour of my day, first two hours of my day, it's about me in cultivating who I am to show up as the best version of myself. Because Bob, if I show up every single day as love, or I'll say some of the things that I show up as every day. I show up as I am a force of attraction. I show up as a conversation with me is a gift. I show up as I am abundantly generous. I show up as um, I I am unstoppable. I am warmth. And every single day, I not only I not only speak this out loud, but I feel into it. I feel what it's like to be a force of attraction. And I think about even this conversation, Bob, because you did 75 hard and we did not talk about this ahead of time. But I love that about you. I feel so much more connected. So now for me, that affirms and declares my I'm a force of attraction because I attracted Bob who had done 75 hard into my life. So now the way that I show up every single day for everything that I do, boom, I'm walking around as love and generous and uh, things are coming into my life. And that is not jackhammer, that is not shooting, and that is not enoughness. Does that make sense? It does, it does. And I, I think, you know, how often, all, all of those things, specifically all, all of those things, really contribute to people being in their own way, right? Because they're, 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 they're creating, they're all excuse words. They're all, they're all barriers to help you feel more comfortable in what you're doing. And ultimately, getting out of your own way requires being uncomfortable in some capacity. Um, sometimes more than others, but you know, uh, if you're if you're doing all those things, then you're you are getting in your own way, like literally the definition of it. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'll give you probably the newest example I have of how I got out of my own way. And I receive a lot of coaching because for me to get to where I want to go, the greatest have great people around them. So I've got great coaches. So it was actually back to the example that I was talking about with uh, my potential and just in my mind, it's just always going there. And when my coach told me that, hey man, your growth is always going to be there. So, so your potential is going to grow. So it's okay for you to always be thinking about it. And he's like, you can be at peace with that. And I was like, wait a second. And I'm a, I'm a master of language. So I listen to every little word everyone says. And there's the word peace. And I was like, can we stop on that word for a second? And in all of the things that I use, the mantras, the declarations that I create for myself and who I am, amazingly, the word peace had never come into my orbit. Like it's not part of my lexicon of what I talk about. And I was like, huh. I was like, let's unpack this a little bit. And he's like, well, yeah, peace is just sort of a choice. So like you can choose to be at peace with your potential continuing to go, grow and you always thinking about it. And uh, I felt the peace. I was like, I feel at peace with the like way that I'm now thinking about this. And then I was like, well, what else can I feel at peace with? So then I created one other example and I was like, wait a second, stop. I was like, if I can choose to let go of this and I can choose to let go of this, you're telling me I can be at peace with everything? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I wanna create a declaration around this. I want this to be part of who I am every single day. And he's like, all right, well, what is that? And I sat there in the moment and I was like, I am at peace with everything. And just like that Ian Villett 75 hard, literally my life changed in an instant. And this was one week ago. And immediately I was at peace with everything in my life because I chose to be at peace with everything in my life because that's all peace is, is a choice. It was almost binary. It was a one or a zero. And I was like, why would I ever choose to not be at peace with everything in my life? It is way better to be at right. peace. And since that moment, I've been flying on clouds like a Care Bear. You know, and you know what's amazing about that? I, uh, just a couple of shows ago, I had my friend Ben on and, and sim similar to you, he, he had, we had talked about how he was very angry about a lot of things all the time. Um, and I love that people don't realize, and, and I think you summarized it really well, is like peace is simply a choice, right? You can, you can choose to be angry. You can choose to be upset. You can choose to be frustrated. You can choose to be peaceful. You can choose to be happy. Um, you know, and, but the, the, the point of it is simply that you have to make that choice. And I like that you said that you have incorporated it into sort of an intention for your, for your every day. And, and so do you, do you use, like, do you say these things to yourself every day? Do you have, you know, uh, affirmations that you repeat in the mornings or like, what, what does that look like for you? How do, how do you choose to have peace in your day among all the other things that you choose to do? Yeah. So, uh, my morning routine is sacred to me. So I have what we'll call a boot sequence, the same way you would think about a computer for a computer to be a computer, it runs certain programs for me to be the best version of myself. It runs certain programs, or we'll call this a self cultivation practice. It is me cultivating who I am. And Bob, one of the big things that I learned about creating your being is the difference between an affirmation and a declaration. 
So for the longest time, I had these affirmations, these statements that I would read. And it was like, it was almost like a projection of who I wanted to be. I was like saying them, I'm like, oh, if I just start stacking all these good things in there, then good's gonna be in my brain. That's great, it's a wonderful thing to do, but there's a next level of this, and that's declarations. And what a declaration is, is a powerful, forceful statement of who I am. And there's an energy to it, and you feel into it, and there's emotion. Because a lot of times people will read their affirmations, boom, I feel good, a bunch of positive things in there, but imagine standing on top of the mountaintop and being like, I am a force of attraction. And then you think about a moment in your life in which that was true, AKA collecting evidence. And then similar to the feeling that I had with peace, you're like, I am a force of attraction. So I've got a list of, it's called 25 declarations that I speak out loud and I feel into every single day. And maybe it takes me 20 minutes to do this. But the reason and way that I showed up as this person right in this instance is because of doing this every single day. Similar to willpower, which wanes as the day goes on. Well, I can't expect tomorrow I'm just going to show up and still be the same person. I need to boot myself back up to the best version of myself. Let me self-cultivate and create who I am every single day. In this single practice is the game changer of all game changers. It is a gift that I wanna give everyone because not only is it powerful statements, but I also went through a practice of judgments and self-limiting beliefs and fears and obstacles. What are the things that were stopping me? So for a while, I had a scarcity mindset as an entrepreneur going from zero, uh, making good money to that. So you're always just sitting there. You're like, oh, it costs this or I'm not bringing in revenue. So there was this uh, lack in my mind and it was not serving me. No one wants to be around someone with a lack. So I recognized that. I'm like, all right, step one, awareness. All right, I've got a scarcity mindset around money happening right now. Boom. Most people aren't even aware of that. They're not willing to do the internal work. Step one, I'm aware of it. Step two, see my innocence in it. I wouldn't consciously wake up every single day making myself feel like crap about having a scarcity mindset around money. That's just stupid. So imagine being a mom saying to a child, be like, oh, Rob, it's okay. There's an innocence in there. When you can see your innocence and then you forgive yourself, being like, I would never consciously wake up and think these thoughts. There's just something else going on. I'm going to release that. And you feel the forgiveness wash over you and you're like, you're like, all right, I don't got that anymore. So what we do then is you create the most powerful state of being that you can about yourself, a declaration that you're going to say. So I'm like, all right, what is the true powerful version of Rob? And it is, I am a revenue generating juggernaut. And the thing is, I know it's true because I have abundance in my clients. I know what it's like to live with an abundance mindset for finances. So then all I do is I speak that out loud every single day and I think about the client that I landed yesterday and the various sources of income that I have. And I am a revenue generating juggernaut. So now, not only do I have powerful things that are part of my declarations, I've transmuted pain into power to where now the things that limit me 
are actually gold for me to do the internal work and turn them into the powerful version of who I am. And that's how I show up every single day. I love it. I love it. I got a couple of questions I want to ask in relation to this. Well, one statement and, and a question. So first and foremost, I love the word declaration versus affirmation. And as you were talking about it, I thought to myself, well, you know what our founding fathers didn't do? They didn't affirm independence. And like, yeah, we're independent. Like they declared it, right? And like when you, when you talk about it in that way, it has such a much more powerful meaning behind it. So I, I love that. Um, and so I want to ask you, so you said you had, uh, was it 20, 25 that you, uh, things that you declare for, for yourself? Yep. Now, those 25, were they things uh, that you found yourself saying, hey, I, I like, I found, I found a gap, a need, uh, a, a mindset issue, and I need to stack this one onto it? Because I'm assuming it didn't start at 25. It probably started at like, you know, a certain amount and you, you've added, like, like you just said, you added peace into it. So are you adding and stacking these things in when you find the need for it or when it speaks to you? Like what's, what's your qualification for this is a thing that I need to declare to myself today. So it starts with one, like anything. So I have been doing this practice for years. So I do not want anyone to be like, Oh my God, I don't have a list of 25. You start <laughs> with one. So the exercise becomes, all right, start with who Bob is. When you think about the best version of yourself, you write down some of those things. So some of them for me, I am full of love. So uh, I have my wife and I have a son and I think about them. I'm like, I am full of love. Like I have so much love inside of me for them. I want to show up as this every single day. I want that reminder. And you can have a child or a wife or a spouse and that can be assumed or like, of course I do. But there's a difference when you remind yourself, you declare it and you feel into it every single day. So then I had something like, I am that I believe. As an entrepreneur, I knew the number one pitfall for entrepreneurship is quitting. So mm -hmm. I built my belief stronger than anything. So these things that I was like, this is in my DNA. And maybe you've only got three of these. You've got five or seven of them. But you're like, I am without a doubt this. 100 out of 100. So boom, you start with that. Then you do the, the as we'll call, the work. Um, and there's a book by Byron Katie. Um, I don't know if it's called loving what is, but she really talks about doing the internal work on this. And this is where you audit yourself and you say, all right, I'm going to take 30 minutes and I'm just going to write down all of my judgments, fears, and self-limiting beliefs, personal business, everything. And now this becomes your inventory list and congratulations. Now you just pick one. So for me, Boom, financial scarcity mindset was one of them. So I'm like, all right, let me do the work on forgiving myself, seeing my innocence, and then creating the powerful declaration. So now, boom, that goes in with my seven. Now that becomes number eight. So this is the sort of the, the way that it starts. And mm -hmm. this is a living, breathing thing. But then, Bob, sometimes uh, things will happen in a conversation or in life where all of a sudden uh, you create yourself. And this is sort of foundational to this is you, you see yourself as constant creation. You can create yourself any way that you want. So um, one example that I'm looking at my list um, right here is I am that I care the most. And I was on a group coaching call with Jesse Itzler and he was talking about some foundational principles. 
And he's like, man, could you imagine if every single day you showed up and you cared more than anybody else? If you cared the most, imagine the impact you would have. Imagine what you would do to this world. And right. in the moment, boom, I created, I am that I cared the most because I now had a connection to my why. These aren't hollow statements that we're just trying to create. They're real moments. So when I speak, I am that I care the most. I think about my heart coming out and how literally, Bob, I care about you and I care about every single person listening and watching right now. That's how I show up. So then all of a sudden, you're just in on this frequency in life where I'm not waking up saying, what am I adding today? What am I adding today? But I might be at the gym and boom, you get a swole and something just inspiration strikes. So now this is how you can constantly be creating yourself. Someone gives you a compliment and is like, Bob, you are the most generous person I've ever met in my life. And you're going to go, boop. There's a little piece of evidence of who the best version of Bob is. So now the way you go from one to 25 is through a series of pain to power or collecting evidence in your life. Now you create that list. And of course, you can also trim that list because sometimes I like, for example, just yesterday I removed, I am that I create with joy. Well, why? Because I also had in my word of the year of love, I am that I create with love. And I was like, that's redundant. I'm saying the same thing twice. Boop, chop one off because I never want to just fly through this and being like, there's not power in this. This is literally full power of the best version of you. I love, I love all of that. I love all that. I, and I love what you said about, hey, you know, there, there's evidence and proof of this thing that's true about you. And I'm, I don't remember who it was that taught me this, but someone had told me, hey, anytime someone, you know, gives you a compliment, especially if it makes you feel uncomfortable, you know, take a screenshot of that, take a picture of it, take a photo to remind yourself of it and save it in a folder so that when you're feeling the lack of that thing, you can drop in and just be reminded of all the people that are out there that, that you know, have that love for you, that have that, that you know, appreciation of, of who you are and how you show up in life. So I think that's super powerful. So Bob, let's actually do an action item right now because you just said something that is foundational to things that I coach on. So we're going to name that. What I want someone to do right now is if you do not have this, open your computer or your phone right now and whether you use Evernote or Google Drive or Notes or whatever, create a file called compliment file. And then Anytime someone gives you a compliment, I want you to write that down because Bob, guess what I read every single day? My compliment file. I usually read three of them. So when someone says something in conversation about me, the best thing that I can do to honor them is not be like, oh no, I'm not that. Like, why are we not gracious receivers? Instead, right. I acknowledge it and say, thank you so much. That's amazing. Then I'll let them know a week later, oh, by the way, thank you for that compliment. I put it in my compliment file. I'll send them a screenshot and say, this is going to live in me forever. So now these compliments, they're not just a one second thing. It is literally creating how you show up every single day. I love it. I love it. And that's so powerful. By the way, I, I, for everyone that's watching, listening, I have a compliment file. I have not actually reached out and said, hey, this will live with me forever and told them that I have that. So I will be adding that to my, uh, my list of things I do. Um, well, Rob, it, we're, we're about 45 minutes or so here. So I, I, I want to be respectful of your time. 
Um, I really appreciate it. It's been a fantastic conversation. Thank you for being on. Thank you so much for sharing uh, with both myself and the entire, everyone listening or watching this. Um, where can people who want to learn more about you, what you do and check you out, find you? So Bob, I actually came bearing gifts. So as I mentioned, the most important part of my day is my morning routine. So what I decided to do after enough people were like, hey Rob, talk to me about your morning routine. I just decided to create a guide for creating a morning routine that serves you. So I put in the nine things that I do every single morning for my morning routine and use that as a um, menu for you to say, ooh, I like this, I like this to create yours. You can go to robcressy.com backslash morning um, and that will give you the guide to creating a morning routine that serves you. And for the entrepreneurs out there, this is the game changer of all game changers because now you can design how your day starts because how it starts is how the rest of it will go. Uh, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. Uh, listen to my podcast, Best Year Ever. Um, and Bob, thank you so very much. You are an incredible host. I love the connection that we had. Uh, it certainly speaks to who you are that we can go from never speaking before to like, I'm the biggest fan of Bob right now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a two-way two, two street, two-way street. And I think uh, it's, it's cool when you, when you have someone that's just uh, your passion of what you do and how you speak and what you're teaching and what you're sharing yeah, comes through 100%. Like it's not, you know, you have some calls with people like, or some of these podcasts and it's like, yeah, this is what we do, right? But you're like, no, like here, this is this is full on Rob. There is nothing else other than this. And that's, so I appreciate that. So thank you again for being here. I truly appreciate it. Everyone go check check out all of this stuff. Grab the morning routine. I know I'm gonna check it out. I have a morning routine that I do, but uh, I can certainly, I, like everything, I always wanna say, what else can we, um, what else can we learn or add? Is there something else that's, you know, more powerful than what we're already doing that we can implement? So thanks so much for that. For all of you watching or listening, appreciate you guys being here. As always, I ask one simple price and I stole this from Andy, which is the price to pay for this is simply to share it with someone that you care about. A friend, a colleague, an entrepreneur, someone else in your life. Someone will find value in this. I know they will um, just from the conversation we had. So thanks for being on. And of course, drop in a five-star review, follow, rate, review, subscribe, click all the buttons, do all the things. I, I feel like every time I do one of these shows, there's like five more things you're supposed to be doing. So just do all those things. I appreciate you uh, for being on and we'll see you guys on another episode next week. Take it easy. This podcast is sponsored by Three Degrees Consulting. If you need funnels, websites, paid ads management, or help with any of your digital marketing, Three Degrees Consulting is your go-to source for everything. Check them out at www.go3dc.com. That's G-O, the number three, D is in degrees, C is in consulting.com. Go check them out right now.